It's 6 Eastern, 3 o'clock Pacific. But right now at this moment, my definition of a hero is the state of Texas. From coast to coast and around the world. From America Out Loud Talk Radio. I want to express our thanks to Governor Greg Abbott and Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. It's time for Truth Be Told with Booker Scott. Our freedoms are vanishing. If you don't get active to take a stand now against all that is wrong, while we still can, then maybe one of your children may elect to do so in the future, when it will be far more riskier, much, much harder. That statement is so true, and I stumbled across that while looking for patriotic quotes on the internet, looking for stuff that had something to do with the history of America, and then that popped up in my search. And it grabbed my attention because it speaks so much to the times we're living in right now. Slowly but surely, our liberties are eroding, and I really like the word eroding there. It brings to mind a creek bank that changes over time. You know, I can remember years ago taking my kids to a little river frequently. We would canoe, fish, swim, and just have a good time in the hot summer heat. Through the years, uh, with the flooding rains in the spring, I noticed the path I took in that canoe, it changed. There was no longer a bend, but it was straight in that little river. The stream flowed differently from year to year. Slowly, steep banks turned to flats from the erosion that Mother Nature created. When I view the nation over time, I sort of see the same thing. Little by little, through the decades, bigger and bigger government sucks the wind from a great nation's sail and erodes the bank of liberty and freedom. I'm Booker Scott, and this is The Truth Be Told, and I'm going to go back to that quote in just a couple of minutes and and read it for you, and a little bit more from the same author. I didn't write that. Somebody else did. But I want to get into that. We're also going to go into a live Twitter space, an X space. I believe I'll start using that on Wednesdays as a day to hear from you guys. Take your pulse in a segment I called The Pulse of the People on my old show, Our Lives in Politics, right here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. And when we go into that live space... I'm going to ask you, who should Donald Trump pick as his vice presidential running mate? It's time to start thinking about that. If you're not following me on X, you can do so by finding at RealBookerScott, and then you can come join the conversation when we do these The Pulse of the People. We'll get to that in just a few minutes, but now back to the quote that I started this hour with, and I want to read it again for you. Our freedoms are vanishing. If you don't get active to take a stand now against all that is wrong while we still can, then maybe one of your children may elect to do so in the future, when it will be far more riskier and much, much harder. That was written by an author and poet, Susie Kasim. And when I read it, I knew nothing about her politics, but it did make me curious. I agree completely with her statement there. And by the way, that quote is from her book, Rise Up and Salute the Sun. Because I believed 100% of those words when I first read them, I wanted to find out more. I wanted to find more of her work. Uh, The next thing I found was this, which is from the same book, Rise Up and Salute the Sun. 
to vastly improve your country and truly make it great again, start by choosing a better leader. Do not let the media or establishment make you pick from the people they choose, but instead choose from those they do not pick. Pick a leader from among the people who is heart-driven, one who identifies with the common man on the street and understands what the country needs on every level. Do not pick a leader who is only money-driven and does not understand or identify with the common man, but only what corporations need on every level. Pick a peacemaker, one who unites, not divides, a cultured leader who supports the arts and true freedom of speech, not censorship. Pick a leader who will not only bail out banks and airlines, but also families from losing their homes or jobs due to their companies moving to other countries. Pick a leader who will fund schools, not limit spending on education and allow libraries to close. Pick a leader who chooses diplomacy over war, an honest broker in foreign relations, a leader with integrity, one who says what they mean, keeps their word, and does not lie to their people. Pick a leader who is strong and confident, yet humble, intelligent, but not sly, a leader who encourages diversity, not racism, one who understands the needs of the farmer, the teacher, the doctor, and the environmentalist, not only the banker, the oil tycoon, the weapons developer, or the insurance and pharmaceutical lobbyist. Pick a leader who will keep jobs in your country by offering companies incentives to hire only within their borders, not one who allows corporations to outsource jobs for cheaper labor when there is a national employment crisis. Choose a leader who will invest in building bridges, not walls, books, not weapons, morality, not corruption, intellectualism and wisdom, not ignorance, stability, not fear and terror, peace, not chaos, love, not hate, convergence, not segregation, tolerance, not discrimination, fairness, not hypocrisy, substance, not superficiality, character, not immaturity, transparency, not secrecy, justice, not lawlessness, environmental improvement and preservation, not destruction, truth, not lies. Most importantly, a great leader must serve the best interests of the people first, not those multinational corporations. Human life should never be sacrificed for monetary profit. There are no exceptions. In addition, a leader should always be open to criticism, not silencing dissent. Any leader who does not tolerate criticism from the public is afraid of their dirty hands to be revealed under heavy light. And such a leader is dangerous because they only feel secure in the darkness. Only a leader who is free from corruption welcomes scrutiny. For scrutiny allows a good leader to be an even greater leader. And lastly, pick a leader who will make their citizens proud, one who will stir the hearts of the people so that the sons and daughters of a given nation strive to emulate their leader's greatness. Only then will a nation be truly great when a leader inspires and produces citizens worthy of becoming future leaders honorable decision-makers, and peacemakers. And in these times, a great leader must be extremely brave. 
their leadership must be steered only by their conscience, not a bribe. And again, that is taken directly from that book, word for word. I believe our society has come to a place that has become so polarized that common sense, like most of what she wrote there, means two completely different things to the people reading it. I can go through there and I can pick out word or two here, there, that, that says she's a conservative. And that would make her like me in so many ways. And then think the entire thing is about someone like Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, Ramaswamy. But I also read a few words that make me think she's a liberal. That word wall and racist, books and libraries. And maybe I get defensive and point to Donald Trump, what he did. Don't you remember the Abraham Accords, funding of black historical colleges? Like no one else in history, Donald Trump did all of that. I believe that most of us, regardless of a political party, are very much the same. We, we want a good life. We want to hope for the future, for our children and our grandchildren. We want to be left alone, to be free to enjoy the only life we have. But unfortunately, we too often see things only through a political lens. In this time... We seem to read, see, and hear what we want to, and somehow that becomes our truth. It's just a different perspective. It's something for you to think about. You may not agree with me on that, and you know what? That's okay, too. I respect your opinion. Opinions, to me, are valid. That doesn't mean I agree with you. Not all the time. But maybe something else we could use a little bit more of right now in these times is a little bit of mutual respect and come up with solutions for real problems. I kept searching for Susie's political leaning or affiliation. And from that same book, I found this quote. I am not for the left or the right, but for what is right over wrong. I'm not an elephant or a donkey, but a lion that stands only with truth and my conscience. Maybe you feel just like that too. I know I do. You may see what we're going through as good and evil, right and wrong. Maybe neither party represents you, your convictions, your principles. You see them as the uniparty. And the funny thing is, we pretty much all agree about that, regardless of what side of the political aisle we're on. Congress has a 15% approval rating. So, are you the lion too? Our freedoms are vanishing. And if you don't get active to take a stand now against all that is wrong while we still can, then maybe it will be one of your children or grandchildren that may elect to do so in the future. And at that point, it may be far more riskier much, much harder. And I believe those are some words to consider as we head into this election season in 2024. The leaders of our country are very important. We are seeing that every day. You turn on the news. You turn on television. Look in the Middle East. Look in Russia, in Ukraine. Look at the decisions that have been made by this administration when it comes to things like the border. And speaking of the border, it finally happened. 
impeachment articles were brought in Congress. Here's Representative Mark Green from my home state, the state of Tennessee. We're here because our oath and duty compel us to be here. The actions and decisions of Secretary Mayorkas have left us with no other option than to proceed with articles of impeachment. To quote Madison once again, perhaps the greatest danger of abuse in the executive power lies in the improper continuance of bad men in office, end quote. We cannot allow this man to remain in office any longer. The time for accountability is now. So the Republicans are bringing two articles of impeachment for Alejandro Mayorkas, Department of Homeland Security head. What are they? Let's go to Representative Tom Emmer. Today, the House Homeland Security Committee is going to mark up articles of impeachment against Secretary Mayorkas for willfully and systematically refusing to comply with the law and for breaching Americans' trust. These articles are the product of a deliberate, thoughtful, and fair investigation revealing that Secretary Mayorkas' failure to fulfill his oath of office has resulted in in an historic border crisis costing thousands of lives. I first called for Secretary Mayorkas' impeachment last May, and I stand by that call today. Since Joe Biden and Secretary Mayorkas took office, there have been more than 8.3 million illegal crossings nationwide. There have been 1.7 million known gotaways. Just, and by the way, those are just the ones we know about. Just last month, there were more than 302,000 illegal immigrants encountered at the southern border, the highest single month ever recorded. But the Biden administration's border crisis is not just about illegal immigration. It's about fentanyl. It's about human trafficking. And it's about our national security. These are the things that threaten the livelihood of every single American. And these are the things that Secretary Mayorkas has refused to address while simultaneously sending a message to the world that our borders are open. And if you choose to come here illegally, You will get released into the country with little or no chance of removal. After nearly a year-long investigation carried out by the Homeland Security Committee into the border crisis, a few things have become very clear. Number one, the crisis is intentional. Number two, Secretary Marocas is responsible. And number three, he must be held accountable. Secretary Marocas has had three years to either do his job to protect our borders or to resign if if uh, he should be resigning. But since he won't and since he's failed to do his job and I think willfully, uh, it's time to impeach. Now we're going to hear from the minority leader, Hakeem Jeffries. Here he is. And let me apologize. The audio is a little tough here, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and play it for you anyway. Extreme MAGA Republicans have zero interest in doing anything productive that is designed to benefit the American people. House Republicans are the party of insurrection, impeachment, and illegitimate investigations. And that's all the Democrats can say about it. And by the way, the way he speaks, it really it really gets on my nerves. That's Hakeem Jeffries there. He is the minority leader for the Democrats. But since he is talking about the MAGA extremist again, let's Let's go back a few months. What actually happened when they brought this for a vote on the House floor? Back then, the Democrats weren't talking like that. Here's more of Mark Green. November 13th, 2023, 
201 Democrats, including 13 Democrats sitting here today, voted to refer articles of impeachment to our committee. Every Democrat on the floor that night voted to do so. You don't get to vote for something and then cry foul when it happens. No Democrat has a right to complain about the process without admitting they regret that vote. So today, we will mark up two articles of impeachment. So there you have the saga of the impeachment in the House of Representatives with Alejandro Mayorkas. And as we started this hour, we were talking about picking a leader. And part of picking a leader is also picking a vice president. In just a minute, we're going to go into a live Twitter space so that we can hear from you, the people. We'll get the pulse of the people here. If you've never, if you've never done this, if you've never been on X or Twitter, uh, there are spaces, and they're very similar to a community where people can get together and talk about ideas and, and things that are on their mind, talk about politics or gardening or whatever it is that you want to talk about. You can do it. Uh, so we're going to do that next and give people an opportunity to share their opinion on who Donald Trump should pick as the vice president of the United States in the upcoming election. And I want to be clear to everyone listening right now, and I'm no, I, know, I know that we talk about a lot of scary things that could potentially affect you directly on this show because one way or another, whatever happens to this country, it's going to affect you or it's going to affect someone you know. So what you do, it's up to you. It's your business. But if you're the cautious kind wanting to be prepared just in case, then here's an idea. It might make sense to diversify your money with precious metals. And that's why I partnered with GoldCo, because I believe this could be the best way to help. So go to BookerLikesGold.com to get your free gold and silver kit, which shows you how to get into precious metals, tax-free and penalty-free. Even if your money's still in a retirement account, like an IRA or 401k, and you may already qualify to get up to $10,000 in free silver. You've seen the writing on the wall. It's all around us. Just turn on the news. Just go to BookerLikesGold.com to get your free gold and silver kit. Because this is about taking back control of our privacy and freedom. I can't predict the future, but I can certainly prepare for it. And you can too. Go to BookerLikesGold.com. Fiction becomes a religion. Places where nothing is clear Sanity and reason just disappear Chairman, there are multiple members that could yield you time. I would ask that you... I will have you physically removed from this meeting if you don't stop. More truth in minutes on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high-stress, on-the-go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart-healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a pack.
patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great-tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. You've all heard Dr. McCullough and others share over and over the value of keeping your sinuses cleansed. It's a smart move all year, but even more so when we're cooped up inside. It's not really open for debate any longer. Those that live smart and live well pay attention to nasal and oral hygiene. Cofix RX has just the tools for the job with our nasal and throat cleanse. Click the Cofix RX banner on americaoutloud.shop to get 20% off your entire order. That's right, americaoutloud.shop. Use coupon code OUTLOUD. That's coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off your entire order. Use Cofix RX because it works. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Welcome back to The Truth Be Told here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. We appreciate you being here. While you're here, make sure you go to americaoutloud.news and check out the shop. Great products there. Use the promo code OUTLOUD to get a 25% discount. You know, I spent the first 10 minutes of this hour talking about looking for that lion, that leader, someone that's not a part of the uniparty, someone that's not on the left, someone that's not on the right. That's what this country needs at this very moment in history. Or maybe it might be too late. And I thought it might be fun to have a conversation about who Donald Trump might pick as a vice president. We saw some news this past weekend about RFK Jr. Maybe he was approached by the Trump administration or the Trump campaign. Uh, Trump campaign denies that. But anyway, I think it's worth the conversation. And if you go back in the election cycle eight years ago, at this point, there would be no conversation like this because there was still a race to run. But at this point, I think we can all come to the conclusion that Donald Trump will be the Republican nominee. There's no other race other than the race for the indictments. So who were some of those names that were thrown out eight years ago? And again, eight years ago, this would have been a conversation in July. Let me go through some of these names and see if you remember them. There was Senator Scott Brown of Massachusetts. Remember that name? He was a front runner. The talking heads on television thought sure that Donald Trump would pick Scott Brown. There was Chris Christie, Mary Fallon, Newt Gingrich. And way down that list was a guy named Mike Pence, who became the vice president. And below him was Jeff Sessions, who, in my opinion, I think arguably probably the worst personnel decision that Donald Trump made in his first term. I think history could have been a lot different if Jeff Sessions wasn't that attorney general. Now let's go to 24. Let me throw out some names to just start this conversation. Ramaswamy, DeSantis, Christy Nome, the governor of South Dakota, Elise Stefanik, the congresswoman from New York, RFK Jr., the governor of North Carolina's Mark Robinson. Maybe he may want a shot. 
There's Nikki Haley, the governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin. And you know what? There may be a name that's not even on this list. And that's what we're going to do now here on the program. We're going to go live into a Twitter space. I used to do this on my old show, Our Lives in Politics, that played on the weekend on the network. But here we are in a daily show, and I, I hope to make this a weekly thing. Every Wednesday on your hump day, we're going to do this live inside a Twitter space. So that's what we're going to do now. We're going to go to hands inside this place, and we're going to start with Ultra in Ocala, Florida. Ultra, what's your opinion? Do you have one yet for a vice president for Donald Trump? Well, the person that I would pick would be my choice, would be um, Corey Mills who is probably not even on the spectrum, <clears throat> but um, because he has proven himself to be a true patriot. And that's what I think we need is a, someone who is a tr true patriot, a true America first. And um, so that would be my pick. As far as the other ones, I like Carrie Lake. I like her. But um, sorry about the dog. Yeah, that, that was uh, one. Like, uh, that was one name I didn't add to the list, did I? Uh, but but uh, that's no, a good. That's a good one. Keep going. Um. Oh my goodness. Um. Well, let's go to a, another hand and uh, see what they have to pick. Now let's go up to Michigan and let's check in with Patriot. Patriot, what about your decision for vice president for Donald Trump? Who would you pick? Well, our decision. My, my wife and I make those decisions together, and uh, we both are very firm on Ben Carson. He is unwavering. He, he, he can't be bought and he speaks the truth. And, and uh, I, he's a, a God fearing man. And we both like that. And the other caveat is he is from Michigan. So I'll take that for what it's worth. And, and that, that is our pick right now. I like Ben Carson. I like him a lot. And I didn't put him on that list. I should have. I, I was thinking of him, and I, and I meant to. Um, it's interesting. You know, a lot of times they talk about uh, a vice president candidate that could help win in swing states. And Ben Carson is one of those guys that I think has potential to pick up some votes in some of those swing states. Uh, Ultra was talking about Corey Mills. I know Corey. He has been on my program before. And I think he kind of does fit that description of a lion that I talked to, about at the beginning of this hour. And uh, But uh, at the same time, he's also a freshman congressman. Uh, this is his first year. He's finishing one year right now. I don't know that that matters, but uh, I wonder about his level of experience. He has great experience in the military. He's twice injured in Afghanistan and Iraq as well. So let's go to Spunky. Spunky, go ahead. Hey, this is Spunky in Louisiana. How's everybody doing this afternoon? Thanks for having me, Booker. Um, I am going to pick a lioness as opposed to a lion. I'm going to go with America First, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I think she would be an excellent choice for vice president. Um, not only was she the third woman to be the White House pre press secretary, but she also, as most of you know, served as the senior advisor on Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. Um, she also, in 2022, uh, won the election, defeating Chris Jones, who was a strong Democratic nominee. So um, I think she would be an excellent pick. And um, like I said, He's already a lion, so let's pick a lioness, and I think she'd be a great choice. I think she's done a great job so far in Arkansas. That's a good name, not one that I had added to the list. Uh, let's go to Janet. Janet, go ahead. Well, good. Hello, Bookers. Nice to talk to you. Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about it for a while. I just moved 
to Arkansas from New Orleans, and uh, I do not want to lose Sarah. We need her, and we need governors that are going to support Trump when he is in office again. But um, I was first, the first time I ever heard of Ben Carson, um, I loved him. And he's the one I chose before I even liked Trump. So uh, that's who I would pick for his VP. He's already proven that he he will do what uh, he's asked of for our country when he was uh, Secretary of Housing and Development uh, under Trump already. And I think that he is a, a, a true American patriot. He's a wonderful husband and a dad, which I respect a lot. It proves to me what kind of character he has. And... Um, He's a neurosurgeon. Uh, well, I think he might be retired now, but I, I just love him. I think he's a wonderful man, and uh, that's who I would love to see that Trump would pick because he can trust him, and he's already knows that. So we can start right off the bat with somebody that's got his back and is willing to do the damn job to get it done. <laughs> so that's who I would pick. But thank, thank you for uh, Thank you, Janet. And and again, another Ben Carson. I like him. I think he may help in some swing states. He has a great life story, and I think people can relate very well to him. The the one thing is his age. You know, as you look at this vice president that could be picked by Donald Trump, you have to also think about the next eight years because Donald Trump won't be president again. So who is this person going to be that could be elevated to the position of being the front runner in 2028? I don't know that Ben Carson would be that person. And I think, I believe that the Republicans would probably want someone that could be elevated. So maybe we start thinking a little bit younger. I'm not sure. Let's go to PD. PD, go ahead. I think you're in New Jersey. Yep, yeah, I'm in New Germany. I mean, New Jersey. But realistically, Leeds Eldon. I love Lee Zeldin. Look what he did up in the state of New York. Almost turned that state red for governor. Plus, he flipped a lot of seats. I think we need a gut. Like you said, Booker, we need somebody who's going to you know, intern for president under Donald Trump. Yeah, and I don't know that the Republicans will do that or if Donald Trump will do that, but I think it's something that we should consider. You have to look out beyond four years uh, if Donald Trump wins. So I think uh, I, I love Lee Zeldin. He did a great job running for governor in the state of New York. He pulled several seats with him. And he's probably, when you look at it, he is responsible for the Republicans having control of the House of Representatives because he had about four or five guys that he drug, drug across the line with him in the 22 midterm. Uh, let's go down to Jen Baird. Jen, welcome. Yes, Booker. This is Jen Bearden. Um, just to uh, clarify for my last name, um, I personally feel that I got to pick with a good, a good strong woman. Um, I'm going with Sarah Huckabee Sanders um, because I feel that her moral compass and the way that she is running the state of Arkansas is, um, you know, very pertinent. You know, for the people there. And I personally feel that, you know, the way that she takes and presents things and she gets things done in a very quick and efficient manner and she does not mess around, you know, I mean, I love the what I love what she stands for. And she is very headstrong. She is for the children. She is an advocate for the children. And. You know, she's just she's very, very pertinent on, you know, things that matter to the people and not just for 
her own self uh, gain and stuff. So that's what I feel would be a perfect VP choice would be Sarah Huckabee. She's young enough to take and be a successor as the president of the United States when Donald decides to take and succeed from that role. So here's something I want to throw out and, and have you guys think about it. We, we look at uh, both New Hampshire and Iowa coming out of those primaries. Uh, let's put Ramaswamy, DeSantis, and Trump into one box. Uh, they are perceived by people that aren't uber political to be America First and MAGA together, all three of them. So in Iowa, they take about 81% of that vote. Nikki Haley got that 18, 19% other. There are a lot of never Trumpers. Do you think adding a Sarah Huckabee Sanders or anyone else that happens to be in that same vein helps Donald Trump in states like Pennsylvania, Michigan, Virginia, Arizona, in these swing states that are going to have to be won in order for him to win? Because one of my fears is that we have another Romney or McCain. A lot of people are going to have to change their mind between now and November and hold their nose and vote because I personally believe that this election in 24 is the, the last opportunity we have for our country. And that that's what I see. So I would love to get your comments on that. What do you think about that? Is it, Or what about someone like Glenn Youngkin in Virginia? He did a great job in winning that election. And, of course, a lot of people now point back at uh, the midterms and say he failed in the midterms. Uh, but could he bring the state of Virginia? That's a state that Donald Trump would love to have. And I think strategically, a lot of times, that is considered when you're picking a vice president. So I don't know what Sarah Huckabee Sanders could do to help him win Virginia, Pennsylvania. And, and a lot of times, maybe that's just blown out of proportion. Maybe it really doesn't matter. I, I don't know. Those are my thoughts. Uh, let's go to 3214. Go ahead. So you threw out some names I didn't even consider. Um, looking at it, um, my top choices, I would love to see Elise Stefanik in there, but I'm, I'm originally from New York. I'm now in South Florida, but again, you just threw out, how about somebody who's not so tightly linked to the MAGA movement and she is right in there with it. So, um, you threw out Christy Nome. And I'm throwing out Tim Scott. Either one of them would be really strong. I think coin toss, I would go with Tim Scott because looking at eight, uh, the eight years afterwards, he, I think four years as VP, he would grow into an amazing president. He's already on the right track. Well, I like Tim Scott, too, and I didn't put him on the list. That's another one that I could have. There are so many names that we're talking about, and I don't know that any of them would are going to be in consideration, really, but at least we're having a conversation about it right now. Uh, let's go down to the one. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, as a candidate for supervisor of elections, these are not endorsements, but I, I do believe that when you're looking at the current uh, events of um, uh, DeSantis back in the good graces of Trump and how he's pushing for the convention of states. Um, ben Carson does look like a very 
a high potential candidate since he endorses the convention of states as well if that's the direction that our nation is is going now whether or not uh, trump is on with the convention of states is yet to be determined but if a pick for ben carson is what he does then you can venture to to say that the convention of states is something that we may see happen so that's just something to keep in the back of your mind there because a convention of states is really a big deal moving forward and for the people listening on america out loud talk radio are you well versed in convention of states do you feel comfortable enough to letting the people listening right now maybe in different parts of the world to hear what the Convention of States is and what the purpose is and why so many people want it? So it's to change the Constitution. Um, we have to have 37 states, I believe, come together and um, agree to a Convention of States so that we can change the Constitution. Now, I've heard arguments from the John Birch Society that they are very much against the Convention of States and here locally, I've been to the meetings of the people that are proponents for the Convention of States, the Convention of States local meetings here. And um, I can tell you, uh, it's, it's, it's very concerning. Um, it could go the wrong way. When we have a current Congress now that is not doing what we the people want, uh, that could be a real problem if they decide to gut our Constitution, because that could be a reality. And that could really um, cause we the people to come uh, uprising. I think what we need to do is just an enduring constitutional government continuity program that uh, FEMA laid out in a report for 2021 in the Guide to Continuity of Government for State, Local, and Tribal Territories. We need to restore the Constitution, not change it. In my opinion, in the uh, convention of states, it uh, takes so many states to ratify that and make that happen. Ultimately, what people want are term limits. And the people against that would say there are term limits. There are elections. There are people listening to this right now. There are people in this group, in this Twitter space that would probably say the way the elections are right now. We're not really having our own choice anyway. We're going to get back to more of this conversation live inside a Twitter space coming up next on The Truth Be Told. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, 
D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. George Washington once encouraged us to animate and encourage each other and show the whole world that a free man contending for liberty on his own ground is superior to any slavish mercenary on earth. That's exactly what we do, as you'll see when you visit AmericaOutloud.news. Now is our time. My fellow Americans, America Out Loud Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to The Truth Be Told here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I am Booker Scott. Thanks so much for joining us. And there are some schedule changes here on the network. Let me tell you about those. Attorney Tom Renz now can be heard at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. The Constitutional Study with Paul Engel is still at 4 o'clock. America Out Loud Pulse is at 5 Eastern. You're here in the 6 o'clock hour with The Truth Be Told. Unleashed, the political news hour, is at 7 o'clock Eastern. The National Security Hour at 8. And then Rob and Andrew, After Dark, comes up at 9 o'clock Eastern. We're inside a Twitter space right now, an X space. I probably will never get used to saying that it is X. But uh, we are having a conversation about who Donald Trump may select as vice president. I call this the pulse of the people on my old show, Our Lives in Politics, but we're going to give it a run here on Wednesdays and see how this goes. Let's go down to Alpha. Alpha from California, go ahead. The floor is yours, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me, Booker, and everybody else. Uh, So a little uh, unorthodox on my picks, but you know, if it is my wish list, uh, I'd like to see Richard Grinnell picked as, as his VP. You know, it's... That's interesting. Trump. <laughs> that is interesting, Alpha. There's a couple of things I think get get accomplished with with Rick. Um, first, you know, Trump, however short of it was, you know, had positioned him as a temporary DNI. 
And then he had, and everybody knows how close Trump is to Cash Patel, and he had Cash Patel right under Rich. So there's obviously a level of trust that's there. It's he's Rich is familiar with the Intel committee community. He's from California, and wh- and why I find it interesting that a lot of people don't know, but he was going to be one of the people that ran against Newsom in the recall. And the day right before the filing, he pulls out of it. And it seemed like there was a, a lot of people willing to get behind him. So something makes me wonder if he got a phone call from you know Trump's team saying, hey, when we move to 2024, we're looking at you for something. Um, so don't don't get your hands tied there. So and, and here's the thing. He's young. I know a lot of America wants to see a younger president. So he fits that. He's gay. So you have that community that's going to feel real confident that they have someone in leadership that's that's going to be there to support them. I think there's really a lot to this man. Like he was the ambassador to Germany. Like he knows politics. He, some of the people he he worked with, I wasn't a fan of, but he's there, and Trump trusted him. And then if I was to throw another wild card in there, um, even Peter Navarro, I'd like to see someone who isn't your normal day to day politician, and I want to see somebody who's not a military official get into that position as VP, but that that's, that's what I would like to see Booker. Thank you, Alf. They're good ideas. Uh, Rick Grinnell, for those of you that don't remember, he was the one that was taking all this classified information, running it back and forth there at the end of the Donald Trump first administration. And another thing, Alpha, about Rick, I think maybe you'd probably agree with this is that he seems to be fiercely loyal to Donald Trump. And that's very important to Trump. It's extremely important to Trump, and 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 I think you meant I know you mentioned it earlier. As a matter of fact, um, I don't know if it was pre-show or during the show, but this VP pick is so important because you're not just looking at a VP; you're looking at someone to ha- hand the reins over to for the next four years or even eight years. So we get to see 16 years of what a presidency should look like, and and I don't think Trump's just picking a VP for us. I think he's picking someone that's saying, hey. This is somebody who I would like to see lead this nation after I'm gone. I think they're great points. And sometimes when I look at the MAGA movement and America First and people call it a cult or a religion, and and I, I go back to the Old Testament and the story of Moses that wandered around the, the desert for 40 years. I also say quite frequently if, if his wife had been leading the way, she would have asked for directions in about 10 minutes and they would have been out of there. But it took 40 years for them to get eventually to the Jordan River. And I don't know if you guys know this, but Moses died. He led the Jews for 40 years, and he died before he ever got to the promised land. And he passed it off to Joshua. So um, if you want to draw some type of biblical comparison to history, I would prefer to do that than some of the comparisons that are made when it, when people are talking about Donald Trump. Let's go to Todd. Todd, your hand's up. Go ahead, sir. Hey, everybody. Booker, it's always great hearing your radio voice. It's quite, quite amazing. Um, so, so one thing that someone has to mention, mention is I'm not convinced that Trump's VP has to be uh, go for you know, that we have to have uh, 12 years that they have to be the, the, the president following him. I mean, yes, it would be uh, would be nice, but I don't know that it's that important com- because he's got such a talented group of people that's going to be in his administration playing a key role. Um, for me, I still like Ben Carson. I, I, I heard him on uh, Maria uh, Bartiromo on Sunday, and I, I, I'll admit, he's, 
boy, I tell you, he just needs a little zap of energy. But I, I like him very much, and I think he brings to the table a lot of things that Trump could really use on the ticket. Um, the problem I have with Sarah Huckabee, and I love her very much. I just, I hate to lose her as a governor so soon. I think she's she's wonderful. Rick Grinnell is fantastic, but I just think he needs to be Secretary of State. Um, and Christy Nome, I get this sort of. I hate to say it, but I kind of get a Sarah Palin vibe with her. I mm-hmm. like her a lot, yeah. but I, it kind of feels very Sarah Palin-ish to me. So, I don't know. For, for me, I, I think Ben Carson is the least con, uh, uh, sort of controversial um, person, and I think that I just like his story, what he brings uh, growing up in the public school system in Detroit, how he can he can help Trump go into some of those inner cities and do some really serious outreach uh, late in the campaign. I, I just think that he brings a lot to the table, so he would be my first pick. Thanks. And Todd, he was my first pick, too, when this all started, uh, as far as considering a vice president. And the reason why is because where our nation is right now, I feel like we need healing and we need someone that thinks like he does. He's very cerebral. He's not quick. He's not emotional. And when you think about it, he's in a lot of ways opposite of Donald Trump. He's not brash. He's very he's very sensitive. And and you bring up the, the schools and, and his upbringing in Michigan and the way he was brought up. I think that so many people in this country right now can relate to him on a great way. The thing that I look at Ben Carson and say, well, he is he's he's not young either. And but you do make a good point, I believe, in that I don't necessarily think that the person has to be the heir apparent uh, in four years, uh, but Maybe it should, because you know that uh, the incumbent al- already has that name power. And uh, so I, I don't know what the Republicans are thinking, what the GOP is thinking. I never know what the GOP is thinking. I don't think any of us do either. Um, and we're going to look around the room real quick, see if we have any more hands before we get out of here. We've got a couple of more minutes. And let's see if anyone has anything. Yeah, uh, let's go to Diesel Dave in Kentucky, Western Kentucky. Hey, Dave. Hey, thank you, Booker, and thank you, Ultra. When we talk about a vice president, um, the person that I wanted and is still in the picture now is uh, Dr. Ben Carson. And uh, reasons why I say that, I've always liked him. I think he can do uh, several things. I think Todd was mentioning some of the positive he has. But another thing is I don't really trust Vivek. I know a lot of people love him. Um, Great. He's done great. Uh, I heard his name a lot. Uh, prove it to me, uh, Ramswamy. Give me a little more time, and then and maybe uh, I will feel that way for you. Carrie Lake, uh, love her. I think she's one of the best there is. Uh, but they need her out in Arizona. Ron DeSantis, they said maybe they can bring back his voters. Um, Florida needs him there. I mean, I think uh, Dr. Ben Carson's uh, definitely a good, good pick. But also, I, I do want to say uh, Mike Huckabee's daughter, uh, 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 Sanders, I think's her name, is another good one that I really, really like, but Ben Carson's who I pick. That is a lot of names we've gone through. And again, we started this segment by saying it really doesn't matter because the I read you the names from 2016. They were Chris Christie, it was Senator Ron Brown from Massachusetts, Mary Fallon, Newt Gingrich, Jeff Sessions, and at the bottom of the list was Mike Pence. So I don't know that we mentioned any of the names that may be under consideration. 
But maybe we did, and it is time to have that conversation. And even greater than that, it's time for us to start getting together and having one voice, one mission, one message, so that we can get this country back on track to where we need it to be, where we would all love it to be. And the last thing before we get out of here tonight, uh, you know, why is it so important to consider the election in 24? To have a leader, as I talked about at the beginning of this hour, to have that lion, not necessarily on the right or the left, but someone that looks for all of us, that works for all of us, not for the military. You heard someone mention that, Uh, not for the military, not for corporations, but for the people, for the people out here in America. We need that kind of politician in 24. That's what we need to turn around this country. And why is that? Because there are some loony birds out there in this world that are trying to change things that don't make any sense. You know it. You see it. We see it with our own eyes. Believe it. Believe it's crazy because it is. Listen. Listen to this debate. You know how they do debates at Oxford? Okay. This lady is debating. And she is a loony bird. Hamburger comes with a dose of misogyny. The assumption that the best protein comes from corpses is a racist belief. 21st century animal eating requires our complicity in a new colonialism. Wow. Our whiteness is part of the problem of meat eating. Right. If you eat animals, you take up more climate space. Meat eating is also one of the ways gender-based structures of oppression are perpetuated. Are you listening to this? This lady is serious. She is debating making arguments for all the things that you're hearing. That's why elections are so important. That's why you being active, again, started this hour with talking about you being active, that all of us should be active. We have to be active at this point in history, in world history, as we see Western civilization slip away. Let's go back to the loony bird. Men in the West are taunted to renew their man card by eating meat because that's what real men do. Yeah, this is serious. Okay, this is someone that that puts her clothes on just the way that you do, but then she thinks this way all day. That's the sexual politics of meat, and it reveals how unsettled masculinity really is. That's why after (laughs) 9-11... Nope. (laughs) That's why after 9-11... Focus on men as heroes and on meat-eating became part of the reclamation of a wounded masculinity. If you know anything about my Twitter profile, if you go to my bio on Twitter, you will see that (laughs) I say, give me burgers or give me death. You can follow me there, by the way, at Real Booker Scott. And if you do follow me there, you'll have an opportunity to come into that Twitter space, just like we had, into the X space, and have a conversation and share your feelings and opinions. That's Real Booker Scott on X and on social media. But, again, let's get back to this loony bird. When a black man was elected as U.S. president... We saw how white this wounded masculinity was. White supremacists weapon, weaponized it, eating meat, eggs, and dairy. Give me burgers or give me death. This is a free country. I'll eat all the burgers I want. I'll eat all the red meat. And you know what? I'll eat it really, really rare too, lady. 
images of milk-drinking white men, of platters groaning with meat, and the baiting of liberal men as so-called soy boys are all part of the neo-Nazi <laughs> messaging. Sexy cows, sexy pigs, sexy chickens, sexy fishes, who all just want to have fun. So you get the idea. You see why it's important. Open your eyes, you look around, believe what you see, because it is the truth. Don't let people lie to you either. I started this hour by quoting this. Our freedoms are vanishing. If you don't get active to take a stand against all that is wrong while we still can, then maybe one of your children may elect to do so in the future, when it will be far more riskier, much, much harder. Thanks for joining us here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Remember, go to americaoutloud.news, get news, articles, get podcasts, and of course, we're so thankful for you listening to us here on the network. Coming up next, it's going to be Unleashed. And then at 9 o'clock tonight, it's going to be Robin Andrew. After dark in between, it's the National Security Hour. My name is Booker Scott, and you were told over 2,000 years ago that you are the salt of the earth. Salt without flavor, it has absolutely no value at all. And it's just thrown on the ground to be stepped on. You are the salt of the earth, so keep being salty. There is only one truth. You've been listening to The Truth Be Told with Booker Scott on America Out Loud.